Welcome to the Wildlife Around You show, a casual nature podcast with your hosts, Blaine and Lainey, both nature enthusiasts. Hello. Hello. How are things going? Good. How are you? Doing very, very well. So what kind of nature have you seen lately? So many firebugs. Don't know what they're really called, but I always call them firebugs or fire beetles. Quarter of an inch long and they've got the red stripes on the back, just all over the sidewalks. Yeah, so. there've been several lately. What about you? Um, I still think about the peccaries that we saw on our recent trip. Mm-hmm. We stopped at uh, Bosque del Apache and went and we're going around and we're driving on one of the loops. And what is that out there? And then, oh, wait, there's more than one. Then all of a sudden, oh, there's lots in all the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> so many. A whole group of peccaries. So that was a surprise. We expected mostly birds, but we got Surprise mammal. Yeah, it was fun. And to watch them be chill and ignore the humans and then jumpy. It was a funny experience. Yeah. The car going a little bit fast spooked them. Yeah. The rest of them, they seemed to not really care. Just go along feeding. Well, what are we going to talk about today? The Carolina wren. This is one of my favorite little birds in our backyard. So one of the reasons why we decided to do this podcast and why we also talk about what we see every day is just to remind everybody, especially you as our listeners, that as you're out and about in your daily activities or going on your trips or adventures, to pay attention to all the different wildlife that's out there and just see what you see. And if you find some of the same things that we talk about or anything that you really enjoy, share it with us. We'd love to engage and connect with you. Yeah, it's easy to go about our days and and not recognize all the nature that is around us. Mm-hmm. And so we're just trying to make it a little more conscious. Because nature is really adaptable. So the Carolina Wren, one of the reasons why I love it, is they're just fun little, very active birds. And we see them very regularly in our backyard. Yeah, they're they're in and out constantly. And they can be confused with a couple other types of wrens too. Yeah, which ones? Uh, the Bewicks Wren is the one that it's most closely or most easily uh, confused with, I think. It's just a, a smaller, longer tail, grayer above, wider below. It's really subtle. For those avid birders, they will get it for the everyday one. You can do pretty good just knowing it's a wren. The Carolina and the white-browed wrens differ from the house wren because they're larger, and they have a longer bill and hind toe. And their Coleman has a notch behind the tip. The Coleman's actually difficult to see on many bird species. It's the center line drawn down the length of a bird's maxilla. In some species, it can be very distinct because it divides the sides of the bill. While other ones, it's hardly noticeable at all. You have to kind of look at the bill just right, and then you might notice the difference. If they hold still long enough to see it. Yeah, these birds don't hold still Mm -mm. very long. Mm Mm-mm. Tell us kind of what it looks like. So they're small, about the size of your palm, I would suggest. Um, They're slightly smaller than sparrows. They have a comparably long tail that is usually pointed upward. The head is large. They don't have much of a neck, and their bill is slightly curved. And they're a reddish brown on top and a light orange underneath with a long white eyebrow stripe and white chin and throat. 
and you can often hear them before you can see them. Yeah, they they talk a lot. Mm -hmm. And the eyebrow is what I use to identify them Mm -hmm. the fastest. That's the kind of the telltale sign for us. And if it's cold, they look like just a little poof ball. (laughs) And if it's warmer, they're they're pretty slender looking. So it's interesting how they their size can change. So where would where would we find these wrens? Dense vegetation in wooded areas and neighborhoods. Um they move low through the understory and on the ground. And they love areas with lots of vines and bushes, which is part of the reason why they like our backyard, because we have a lot of low hanging bushes. They're also mainly found east of the Great Plains and south of the Great Lakes and a little bit into Mexico. They do not migrate and they stay in their territory year round. Yeah. If you're you're out hiking on a trail and you hear kind of rustling under bushes near you, chances are pretty good. If it's near a city, it's probably either a squirrel or a wren. Yep. They're always rustling under there trying to find food to eat. And they're rarely by themselves. There's usually a few of them together. So for nesting, they can nest in boxes or something as simple as an empty flower pot if it's in a safe, quiet corner. Uh, If you have brush piles, they may invite themselves into your yard, and they typically nest about three to six feet off the ground in some sort of cavity. The male and females build their nests together. The first nest could take a week or more to build, but later ones can be built in as little as four days. Wow. It's usually cup-shaped, domed with a side entrance, and extension like a porch or ramp. It can be made from bark strips, grasses, leaves, hair, feathers, string, anything they can find. And they often use snake skin as a building material. Now, the nests can be about three to nine inches long and three to six inches wide. We've had some mm-hmm. kind of try to build nests or, or fake nests. Sometimes they'll build decoys and like hanging planters. Mm-hmm planter boxes and wood piles and brush piles and other stuff like that. They kind of go around and find one that's, that's suitable. Yep. So what, (laughs) what can you expect to see as you watch uh, Carolina Wren? As we talked about, they do not hold still. You can see, they can be seen hopping and creeping around vegetation and going up and down trees. Um, One of the ways that I like to watch them in our backyard is we have some patio furniture and they will just hop around it looking for bugs. And they've, they'll even climb up the side of our house and hop around. As they're going up and down tree trunks or wherever they are, they're looking for insects and fruit. They also defend their territory nest by constant singing and scolding of intruders. They're usually solo when they're searching for food. Unless it's after nestlings have fledged, then you may see the family together. They are not strong flyers, so they take quick, brief flights over a short distance. Yeah, they're just like little bullets. They just yeah. the next one, then pause, jump, jump around, twist around. Yeah, hop and around, and then the next one. Back and forth, and back and forth, and they're quite entertaining to watch because they are so busy. And the pairs will stay bonded year round forever, and they're rarely in the open for long. And if they are in the open, they don't seem to hold still. You'll see a lot of them in the shadows. Yes. And around. So they can be kind of hard to see. You're like looking and I know there's something there because I can hear the movement and then you'll see it in the shadow. They blend in really well. So once they have their nests set up, they usually have one to three broods a year with three to seven eggs each. They incubate them for around 12 to 15 days. And then the nestling, their 
at nestling status for about 10 to 16 days. And while they're, once they're hatched, both parents will bring food for the young. Common things that they have to watch out for would be hawks, blue jays who would raid the nest, pick the eggs, domestic cats, snakes, and raccoons. And cowbirds can cause problems with the nesting as well, which cowbirds are great at causing problems for lots of nesting <laughs> birds. They really are. But what kind of things do they like to eat? Primarily insects and spiders. Um, the common foods include caterpillars, moth, stick bugs, leafhoppers, um, beetles and grasshoppers, crickets, and cockroaches, which I'm okay with them eating those. Carolina wrens occasionally eat lizards, frogs, or snakes. They also consume a small amount of plant matter, such as fruit pulp, seeds, or berries from nearby plants. And they prefer suet feeders during winter and will frequent backyards if food is available. Yeah, they're primarily mm-hmm. going to go after those animals. But if in the winter, you, you go for what you can mm-hmm. get. And that's one of the things that we've noticed in our backyard is they don't really go after. They don't sit on the bird feeders that have the seed. They will go after the suet. So kind of, what are some of the fun facts? (laughs) So they hold their tails upward when foraging, and then it goes down when they're singing. They're sensitive to the cold, and a cold, uh, really strong cold snap can wipe them out of an area for a time. They do recover um, well, though. So Um, if you're in an area that has them, and they're having a really strong cold snap, having suets and feeders and things like that can be a lifesaver for them, for sure. Yeah. So. I really like listening to them sing. They have, to me, they have a pretty distinct sound. Um, but there was one male captive um, wren that sang nearly 3,000 times in a single day. And the males are the ones that are loud singers. And they have a repertoire of around 20 different song patterns. That's just fascinating. They don't like to be too quiet. Mm-mm. The oldest recorded Carolina wren varies based on the source, but it's somewhere between six and ten years. And the Carolina wren is the state bird of South Carolina. So there's some interesting facts about our friends, the Carolina wrens. Yeah, they're a fun bird, so keep your eye out. You can always follow us on Instagram at a Porter Explorer. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new about wildlife that may be around you. To make sure you don't miss a future episode, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with friends. If you really liked it and are willing, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd love to see what you have to say. You can find the show notes for all our episodes at aporterexplorer.com slash podcast. So until next time, we encourage you to get outside daily and see what is around you. Thanks. Bye.